Hi, family. Just want to report some of the things that God is doing for me, what I can do for myself, just in the last 30 days. I got invited to go to a seminar, all expenses paid, in Palm Springs, Rancho Mirage, with banquet and breakfast and everything, and with studious, awesome, 12 steppers, about a thousand people. Banquet was about 500 people. Sure, some of us had our masks, kept our distance. And then I got invited to a game, and it was one of the best games of the year baseball game. I had a hot dog and chili dog, it'd been years. And I'm always asking God to fill my gas tank on my truck. It's taking about $85, $90 today, American dollars. It was practically empty. A friend of mine asked me if I can borrow his car. I said, sure. Well, I wasn't sure. I prayed about it. I had to make a decision to stay in faith and don't, and don't think of anything. And I happily cleaned it up. I took all the stuff off, washed it, waxed it a little bit, cleaned it, the steering wheel, disinfected it. And my friend came, he took the truck, came back two hours, said, I filled it up, I'm all done. I said, why? He goes, I wanted to bless you. Wow, thank you, God. He blessed me again, full tank of gas. I'm telling you, folks, The Father wants to bless us and heal us and keep us safe. Thank you for being a blessing to us. God, Father God, thank you for giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And this is the only the beginning. Lord, we imagine the good things you do for us. We imagine your provisions. We imagine your blessings, Lord. We imagine how good we could be. We imagine how well we can be. We imagine how studious we can be. We imagine how effective we can be with others. We imagine how we can be that light just by conquering life and the problems with God's help and showing others that with it, thanksgiving and enthusiasm makes a difference. Positive, being positive role models that we have in, in this world. No matter what, thank God. Thank God. He will provide. He does make whole. He makes things well. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Hope you're having a great day. Give them heaven. Thank you for coming in today's meditation meeting, October the 2nd, 24-hour little book. Let us pray. 
God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. What makes an effective talk at an AA meeting? It is not a fine speech with fine choice of words and an impressive delivery. Often a few simple words direct from the heart are more effective than the most polished speech. There is always a temptation to speak beyond your own experience in order to make a good impression. This is never effective. What does not come from the heart does not reach the heart. What comes from personal experience and a sincere desire to help the other person reaches the heart. Do I speak for effect or with a deep desire for help? Huh. Interesting thought for day, huh? Meditation is, thy will be done, must be your oft-repeated prayer. And in the willing of God's will, there should be gladness. You should delight to do that will because when you do, all your life goes right and everything tends to work well for you in the long run. When you are honestly trying to do God's will and humbly accepting the results, nothing can seriously hurt you. Those who accept the will of God in their lives may not inherit the earth, but they will inherit real peace of mind. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may have a yielded will. I pray that my will may be attuned to the will of God. Again, let me read that again. Thy will be done must be your often repeated prayer throughout the day. And in the willing of God's will, there should be gladness. You should delight to do that will because when you do, all your life goes right and everything tends to work well for you in the long run. When you are honestly trying to do God's will and humbly accepting the results, nothing can seriously hurt you. Those who accept the will of God in their life may not inherit the earth, but they will inherit real peace of mind. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may have a yielded will. I pray that my will may be attuned to the will of God. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Having faith and moving on into the future and believing is a tough deal. Letting go, letting God, and exercising faith. Too much caution, too much uh, scared of the future, of bugs and others. I'm learning still. Let go and let God act in faith, act as if God has heard our prayers. I need to move forward more, exercise more. Anyway, here I go again into a morbid reflection. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But the good thing about this is that taking baby steps and believing, letting go and believing. And the word for believing to me today is imagination. Letting go and imagine. Letting go and imagine. Constructive imagination is the key to rightful living. See that accomplish men take place. There was a book written... Um, by Norma Vincent Peale, I believe, called Imagination. I did read it. And in it, he says, you know, put your heart out there and 
uh, put your imagination out there and your heart will follow. Another book, 1939, known by this, excuse me, uh, Napoleon Hill, he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. Really, it's called Imagine and Grow Rich. And all it is, is to love other people, all races, let go, let God, in the final conclusion, without love, we ain't going to get anywhere. So he says a little formula, and the formula says, I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and cynicism by having a love for all people. For I know that a negative attitude towards others will never bring me success. Isn't that funny how we don't understand how God's will is? We, we think it's God's will is for us to let go and, and act in faith and let God be God. And if we don't understand a thing, we thank him and say, help me to act in faith. Thank him for the problem and say, help me to act in faith. Work around it. Clean it up. Shine it up. A lot of things we can do to let God know we have our faith intact. I love you. God bless you. I hope this is helpful. I hope it's changing somebody as it's helping me. Remember, Words are our, our rock. Words are our rock of existence. Proper words. Please don't associate yourself with anger, distress, being dismayed and dissolution, discouragement. But be relaxed, peaceful. Remember God's protection is... It's as easy as clapping your hands and saying, God, let your will be done. Let, and saying the Our Father 10, 20 times if you're going through something. Clap your hands. Will yourself to get into the will of God, which is peace and joy. Will yourself. Come on now. Don't be a sitting duck there. Watching all these crazy stuff on TV and then asking God to fix you. I'm talking to myself now. God bless you. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Greetings, family. Let us go ahead and open today's reading with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Today we're going to be reading the Acid Test, October the 2nd, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, Daily Reflection. It says, as we work the first nine steps, we prepare ourselves for the adventure of a new life. But when we approach step 10, we commence to put our AA way of living to practical use. 
day by day in fair weather or fall. Then comes the acid test. Can we stay sober, keep an emotional balance, and live to good purpose under all conditions? 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 88. I know the promises are being fulfilled in my life, but I want to maintain and develop them by the daily application of Step 10. I have learned through this step that if I am disturbed, there is something wrong with me. The other person may be wrong too, but I can only deal with my feelings. When I am hurt or upset, I have to continue to look for the cost in me, and then I have to admit and correct my mistakes. It isn't easy, but as long as I know I am progressing spiritually, I know that I can mark my effort up as a job well done. I have found that pain is a friend and lets me know there is something wrong with my emotions, just as a physical pain lets me know there is something wrong with my body. When I take the appropriate action through the 12 steps, the pain gradually goes away. Amen. That is an awesome reading. That's what men, grown-up men and grown-up women do. They keep themselves open at task. All right, now, thank you so much for coming. God bless you. Let's go ahead and finish up with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Thank you for coming into today's Mass service. We're going to be taking communion, so please get your elements ready. Let us begin this communion service with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reading for September 21st. I am the Savior of all people, says the Lord. Whatever their troubles, I will answer their cry, and I will be their Lord. That's a promise. Our first reading for, for today is from the book on the prophet Isaiah. And then after we read this, we'll go ahead and take communion, please. Isaiah chapter 5, 55, verses 6 and 9. says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. 
Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way. Let the wicked his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. The word of the Lord. Everyone say, thanks be to God. Remember, the Lord is near to all who call upon him. Let's go ahead and take communion. Let's grab a little piece of bread and say, this is the body that was broken for us, the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, take this and remember me that I give my body up for you, for your trespasses, for your evil imaginations, to clean the slate and cleanse you and make you whole again. To give you an imagination of a child, pure, simple, and truth. The Lord Jesus did this for us. Let us acknowledge him dying on the cross and taking away all our sins, all our failures, all our vanity and pride and ego. And let's ask him for help. Help us today, Lord. We surrender ourselves in the cross. Forgive us for all our sins, Lord, of imagination, words and deeds, Lord. We just surrender to you. Yes, we failed in that area, Lord. We ask you for your, your sacrifice on the cross to restore us. Thank you for your bread of life, Jesus, that you died for us, Lord. We acknowledge, Lord God, that we were sinners, Lord, and we need a Savior, Lord. And we say yes and accept what you've done for us on the cross. You exchange our ugliness, our filthy rags, Lord, for your righteousness and cleansing. Be it unto us, Lord. Give us the great exchange, Lord, the miracle, Lord, our bodies for your body for your spirit, Lord. We give ourselves over to you. Let us partake of the bread, which signifies the body of Christ. And with that, Jesus took the cup and said, This is my blood shed for you, for the remission of sins. Sanctification through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are sanctified. We're cleansed and we're made whole. Let us participate in the juice of the body of Christ, the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Thanks be to God for the great exchange. And now a reading of a Psalm 145. The Lord is near to all, to all who call upon him. Every day will I bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. 
Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate towards all his works. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. A second reading, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, life is Christ and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. Only conduct yourself in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord be glorified in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, be glorified in this place. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is He. And all the angels in heaven cry, Holy, holy, holy. A Gospel reading. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Chapter 20. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You two go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again around noon and around three o'clock and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You two go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us. Who bore the day's burdens and the heat? He said to one of them in reply, 
My friend, I have not cheated you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The, the Lord says, I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Go in peace, our master has ended. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Greet each other in peace. Thank you for attending today's communion service, fourth Sunday of September. Please have your communion available and ready. We will open with the Lord's Prayer. Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us go ahead and partake of today's communion. The bread of life, which is Jesus Christ, who gave up his body for us, we do this in remembrance of him. But let us go ahead and clean our consciousness. Let us clean our souls of any wrongdoing or any malicious thinking or actions. Let us come before the Lord and ask Him to forgive us of our trespasses, of the wrong imaginative and actions that we have done, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. We ask us, cleanse us. We ask us to forgive us Forgive our wrongdoings, Lord. Forgive our giving in to temptation and participating with the evil one. Lord, we repent. We ask you to forgive us, Lord, and, and exchange our lives for your life. 
We give you our life for your life on the cross, Lord. Yes. I am a sinner and I need your mercy, Lord. Come and cleanse me and forgive me. Restore me unto that joy of salvation, Lord. Purge my heart and my mind that I may better know thee, Lord. Through the sacrifice of your Son and his blood, the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, cleanse me from all sins, Lord, and restore me into a right relationship with you. Jesus, I ask you to be my Savior. Jesus, I ask you to save me from my sins, Jesus. Cleanse me through your sacrifice on the cross. Let us participate of the bread of life. Please take your communion now. The body of Christ, the bread of life. And at supper time, Jesus picked up the cup and he said, This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. Take this and drink of you. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Christ that cleanses us and sanctifies us. Be you sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. A reading from the book of Daniel. O Lord, you have just cause to judge men as you did. You have a just cause because we sin against you and disobeyed your will. But now show us your greatness of heart and treat us with your unbounded kindness. Daniel chapter 3. Holy, holy, holy. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, You say, The Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel, Is it my way that is unfair, Or rather, are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. 
But if he turns from the wickedness he has committed and does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life, since he has turned away from all the sins that he has committed. He shall surely live. He shall not die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Remember your mercies. Psalms 25. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from old. The sins of my youth and my frailties remember not. In your kindness remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice and teaches the humble his way. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any solace in love, any participation in the Spirit, any compassion and mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourself, each looking out not for his own interests, but also for those of others. Have you the same attitude that is also in Christ Jesus? Have in you who, though he was in form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bend and those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every time confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Gospel reading. 
The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Matthew 21, 28-32 Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Now, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not, but afterwards changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave him the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first, they said. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, Remember the words you spoke to me, your servant, which made me live in hope and consoled me when I was downcast. Psalm 118, 49 and 50. Amen. Our mass service has ended. Go in peace. The Lord be with you and also with you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Tranquility and peace be yours. Amen. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Greetings uh, today for Elanon. I'm Fernando, grateful member of Elanon. Let us go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. God, excuse me, <laughs> let's go ahead to the serenity prayer and we'll finish with the Lord's Prayer. Thank you. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Happy October 2nd. First reading of today is One Day at a Time. Here we go. This is the story of a newcomer to Elanon who was not a newcomer, certainly not a novice, for she had the courage to break out out of a situation that was hampering her work in the program. Seeing a new face at the meeting, the chairman asked her to tell about herself. Instead of launching into a recital of recital of her domestic problems, which turned out to be quite severe, she told what had made her leave the group where she started some months before. Quite frankly, she said, I'm shopping around for a group I can feel c- comfortable in. I grabbed Elnon like a life preserver, which it certainly is for me. I joined a group, never missed meetings, and read Elnon literature every day. 
that's how I got the idea that everybody in the group and everyone in the fellowship too are equals. The group I belonged to was run, and I do mean run, by a managing old-timer who ruled everything with an iron hand. She's been secretary for eight years, chaired the meetings, decided on the program. She knew what was good for us, all right. We didn't even have to think for ourselves, and I couldn't see that anybody was making much progress. The membership was what you might call a shifting population. Most of them just gave up on Alan, and all because of this one person. I didn't give up, so here I am, hoping for a group where I can really see the Alan Fellowship in action. All right, all right. Let's go ahead to our second reading. Um, that's why uh, changing or, or the guard is so important for us, you know, and rotation of leadership. Like anything else, if a person wants it bad enough, we will get it, get it, like I did. All right, our second book for reading for today will be Courage to Change. Thank you for listening in. I hope you're having a great day. It is essential to, to my recovery to help my Alan group by accepting any of the various responsibilities necessary to keep things running smoothly. Perhaps the principal reason that the service is so vital is that it brings me into frequent contact with newcomers. I can get caught up in the trivial problems of everyday life and lose perspective on the many gifts I have received since coming to Elmont. Talking with newcomers bring me back to reality. When I set out our literature, make coffee, or chair a meeting, I become someone a newcomer might think to approach. I remember the frustration of struggling with alcoholism my, by myself. I had no tools, no one to talk to. Elnon changed that. Now, no matter how difficult things may seem, I have a fellowship and a way of life that helps me to cope. I am no longer alone. Today I have much for which I am grateful, but I need to remember how far I have come so I don't get lost in negativity over relatively unimportant matters. Service helps me to remember. Today's reminder. The Elon program was there for me when I needed it. I will do what I can for to ensure that it continues to thrive. I know that any service I offer will strengthen my own recovery. God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. He got me involved in service work. It saved my life, my family, my fa- sanity, and all our affairs. Amen. It just reminds me of uh, this one guy that comes up to me and he brings me his paperwork for me to sign. He sees me running here and there and um, helping out in the meeting, help the lighting, the the speaker system, and the uh, coffee, and cleaning the tables. And I don't let anybody do some stuff. <laughs> You know, we ask him to come early, but it just seems like it's doing it at the park where the pigeons, we have to clean the, you know, clean around. But 
there are service positions and people are feeling like someone brings in some uh, birthday cakes in case anyone has a birthday. We got candles, we're ready. So here we go. And others bring uh, other things like pizza and some people pick up the older generation. They bring them to meetings, so it works out pretty good. Okay, October the 2nd. I often heard, this is hope for today. I often heard you never amount to anything. You'll end up barefooted and pregnant. Colleges don't accept dummies like you. These statements were imprinted in my mind and heart from the very early age while growing up with a chaotic, inconsistent, and abusive behavior of my alcoholic father. I wanted to prove him wrong, but no matter how hard I tried, I always seemed to fail to reach my goals of academic success after I graduated from high school. I came to Ellen on my knees, crawling, willing to live a different way. I asked someone to sponsor to be my sponsor after I had been in the program for six weeks. She directed me into service work right away. I accepted the first position that was available in my home group. I felt afraid of doing the job incorrectly and being criticized, but I, I accepted it anyway. My fears were quelled because the criticism never came. Instead, I received praise from other members for a job well done. This gave me the courage to raise my hand the next time a position became vacant. The next thing I knew, I was part of our assembly board and a district representative. Being of service to Alan gave me the courage to finish college and to enter the teaching profession. I am truly grateful for the confidence and self-esteem Ellen has given me. The old negative message has been replaced with courage, self-respect, and happiness. Ellen's service work has helped me become the person my higher power and I always knew I could become. Thought for the day. Ellen's service works provides a supporting training ground to find out the best of who I am and who I can become. I can, I can, I can, and I do. When I got busy, I got better. Page 22. I can, I can, I can, and I do. When I got busy, I got better. Page 22. I'm Fernando. I'm a grateful member. It reminds me of yesterday. They invited me to go out and have some soup. But I had so much equipment to put away uh, from doing a meeting outside in the park that I... You know, and I had to clean up, make a, I made the coffee, made a big mess. Or, and I had, because of my service work, I had a joy in cleaning up. And I didn't go for soup afterwards. I put everything away and, and went over and beyond in cleaning my, my pickup truck and putting it, uh, getting ready for next week's and seeing where I can do better to, to help others. So it was a great feeling and a, and a big burst of energy came upon me that I couldn't stop, you know. I just felt like I can, I can, I can, and I do. And I realized that this could uh, go into my other projects, providing I get enough sleep and rest and don't watch too much boxing um, videos on YouTube. It's just amazing. And uh, see, we all have a little cabot. Is that right? That's the right word? So, but the point I'm trying to make is I thank God for the problems. I thank God for the negative, like, 
uh, I heard, you know, my, my siblings always say I was the, uh, not the brightest light bulb in the family. And, uh, but I can say that uh, I thank, we need to thank God for those uh, negative messages because God can use them to propel us forward. And I mean God, and I mean thanking them for those old messages that people have said, and, and saying to ourselves as grown-ups, say, what can God, or what good can come out of these messages? And stay there and wait with pen and paper and find out what a higher power is talking. He's always communicating and sending some kind of message to us. I have a message for you, saith the Lord. Say it, your higher power. Okay? We can do something and move forward. Have a great day. Um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm a little tired from not sleeping properly, but we're getting things accomplished. Let's get out there and give them heaven. Let's finish with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. review today, The Language of Letting Go, by uh, Daily Meditations for Codependency, by Medley something, excuse me, Melody Beatty, Medley Beatty, what a name, huh? Okay, we're going to be doing five consecutive uh, readings of this book, I just had it now. Lost it here. Here we go. She's talking about step two on her page. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore society. Step two of Elna. Came to believe. I would say came to imagine. You know, there's a word believe is really imagine. It could be said imagine too came to imagine that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. We come to believe in a better life through the powerful gift of other people, hearing them, seeing them, watching the gift of recovery at work in their lives. There is a power greater than ourselves. There is a real hope now that things can and will be different and better for us and our, our life. We are not in a do-it-ourselves program. We do not have to exert willpower to change. We do not have to force our recovery to happen. We do not have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Just so we believe that there is a power greater than ourselves, one who will get the job done in our lives. This power will do for us what your greatest and most diligent efforts could not accomplish. Our higher power will restore us to a sane and beneficial life. 
All we do is believe. All we do is believe. Look, watch, see the people around you, see the healing they have found. Then discover your own faith, your own belief, your own healing. Today, regardless of my circumstances, I will believe to the best of my ability that a power greater than myself can and will restore me to a peaceful, sane way of living. Then I will relax and let him do that. I'm Fernando, and I am a member of the 12-step program. I, uh, I, let's read it like this. I would read it like this. Today, regardless of my circumstances, I will imagine to the best of my ability that a power greater than myself can and will restore me to a peaceful, sane way of living. Then I will relax and let him do that. So there, right there and there, a peaceful and sane way of living is an imaginative picture of what it should like. Uh, you know, because we see nothing but those kind of people in front of us that have been doing the program for a while. That's the way I, I did crazy in my life by watching crazy people. This is the way I do right in my life by imagining myself with the help of the people that have gone before me where I want to go. All right, very good. <laughs> Let's read uh, another one. Trusting our higher power. This is step three of Alma. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. <clears throat> okay. So much talk about a higher power, God, as we understand God. So much joy as we come to understand Him. Spirituality and spiritual growth are the foundations of change. Recover from codependency is not a do-it-yourself task. If God, is God a relentless taskmaster? Excuse me, let me say that again. Is God a relentless taskmaster? A hard-hearted, shamming wizard with tricks up the sleeve? Is God deaf, uncaring, haphazard, unforgiving? No, a loving God, a caring God, that is the God of our recovery. No more pain than is necessary for usefulness, healing, and cleansing. As much goodness and joy as our hearts can hold, as soon as our hearts is healed, open, and ready to receive, God approving, accepting, instantly forgiving. God has planned little gifts along the way to brighten our day and sometimes big, delightful surprises. Perfectly timed, perfect for us. A master artist, God will weave together all our joy, sadness, and experience to create a portrait of our life with deep beauty, sensitivity, color, humor, and feeling. God as we understand Him, a loving God, the God of our recovery. Today, I will open myself to the care of a loving God. Then, I will let God show me love. Another reading is Rejecting Shame. Shame can be a powerful force in our life. It is the trademark of dysfunctional families. Authentic, legitimate guilt is the feeling or thought that what we did is not okay. It indicates that our behavior needs to be corrected or altered, 
or an amend needs to be made. Shame is an overwhelming negative sense that who we are isn't okay. Shame is a no-win situation. We can change our behaviors, but we can't change who we are. Shame has propelled us deeper into self-defeating and sometimes self-destructive behaviors. What are the things that can cause us to feel shame? We may feel ashamed when we have a problem or someone who we love has a problem. We may feel ashamed for making mistakes or for succeeding. We may feel ashamed about certain feelings or thoughts. We may feel ashamed when we have fun, feel good, or are vulnerable enough to show ourselves to others. Some of us feel ashamed just for being. Shame is a spell others put on us to control us, to keep us playing our part in dysfunctional systems. It is a spell many of us have learned to put on ourselves. Learning to reject shame can change the quality of our life. It's okay to be who we are. We are good enough. Our feelings are okay. Our past is okay. It's okay to have problems, make mistakes, and struggle to find our path. It's okay to be human and cherish our humanness. Accepting ourselves is the first step towards recovery. Letting go of shame about who we are is the next important step. Today, I will watch for signs that I have fallen into shame's trap. If I get hooked into shame, I will get myself out by accepting myself and affirming that it's okay to be who I am. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful readings. Beautiful readings. You know, I usually tell my friends, the people I'm working with, if shame seems to be a problem, I I want them to talk to shame and say, yep, I thank God I did that. And punch shame right in the nose. Or I say to shame, yep, that reminds me to thank God that I've been forgiven. Thank you, shame, for reminding me to thank God that I've been forgiven. And so on and so forth. You know, I just talk to the shame. Yep, that's right. That happened. Isn't that great, shame? Now I get to be forgiven. I'm good to go. I learned Thank you for reminding me to thank God. So I say, punch shame in the nose. Say, I'm glad I did that, shame. Best thing that ever happened to me. I thank God for what happened. And shame will get popped in the nose and it'll pop this bubble that's trying to get on you and other people's bubble that are trying to put on you. It works, it really does. Doesn't, doesn't hurt to try it. Be thankful for your shame. Best thing that ever happened. Reminds you to thank God. We have a program. We're free. Amen. Okay. Our next reading is called Enjoying Recovery. Enjoying Recovery. What a journey. This process of growth and change takes us along an ever-changing road. Sometimes the way is hard and craggy. Sometimes we climb mountains. Sometimes we slide down the other side on a Tobogan. Sometimes we rest. Sometimes we grope through the darkness. Sometimes we're blinded by sunlight. At times, many walk with us on the road. Sometimes we feel nearly alone. Ever-changing, always interesting, always leading someplace better, someplace good. 
someplace good. What a journey. Today, God helped me to relax and enjoy the scenery. Help me to know I'm right where I need to be on my journey. And our last reading for today is financial responsibility. We are responsible for ourselves financially. What a frightening grown-up thought that is for many of us. Taking responsibility for money and our own financial affairs. For many of us, handing over responsibility over our financial affairs has been part of a a codependent trade-off in our relationships. Some of our emotional dependency on others, on this tight tie that binds us together, not in love, but in need and desperation, is directly related to financial dependency. Our fears and reluctance to take responsibility for our financial affairs can be a barrier to the freedom we're seeking in recovery. Okay, and that's that's it for today's reading. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Let's go ahead and pray out with the uh, third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back. It works. I've been reading from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie. Daily Meditations on Codependency from Hazleton Meditation Series. to that for a moment uh, the whole night was extreme pain a mm. uh, fire in my midsection that felt like a furnace mm. a pain throughout my chest my back um, and what I had encountered uh, is what they call an inner storm through toxicity but that night um, I went downstairs it was 3 a.m. in the morning mm. I went down to rest I thought to be quiet to trust the Lord to stay in his presence, hoping it would go away, mm. hoping things would just kind of settle down. Right. Uh, but they didn't. And in a split second, I, my spirit, I'm laying down now, and my soul rose up or my spirit rose up out of my body mm. and just literally stepped out like I'm lying on the couch it stepped out of my physical frame, my mortal could body. Could you like look back and see your body? Um, not in that moment, but when my soul began to rise uh, to the root, to the heights, right. I'm laying horizontally in the spiritual realm. Mm. But at a certain point, I was able to see my body lying on the 
couch lifeless. Mm. And also, in those seconds, I saw my wife in the future mm -hmm. planning my funeral. Mm. And I saw my children and family in the throes of tremendous grief. Mm. And I had a moment, Bob, I, maybe a moment is too much. You know, in the spiritual realm, there's no time. Yeah. Only here. Uh, but I had a, a moment or a secondary understanding that made me feel sad a little bit right there. In that moment only, mm. I felt sadness for her. Mm. There was an awareness in that moment. Sure. As I was lying horizontally in the spiritual realms, above on a higher level in the spiritual dimension, mm -hmm. there was an angel over my body. Mm. His hands were moving over my body, mm. which was a strange sensation. But I felt such peace, such joy, such trust, no fear. I almost feel, as I look back, I feel like I was one that was brought into an emergency room in the hospital and the doctors are working on my body. <laughs> and I felt that the Lord was healing my soul. Mm. And looking back now with what, is he, what he is doing now, I believe that that was part of a healing that I was to return with. Mm. As I'm in the spiritual dimension, I see a white lights in a cylindrical tunnel that was like in a, a bluish color, but there was a white light in the end uh, that I call, it was like a distant star, mm. but it wasn't, it wasn't distant. It was here, mm. here. It was, the, it was like the borders of heaven that mm. had not gotten there yet. I was almost, I felt in this intermediary place. Mm -hmm. um, I believe my experience is because of the Lord had appointed for me to return. Mm. I think if that if I was not appointed to return, I may have ascended immediately to heaven. Mm. We don't know. Right. We don't know. But I was in this intermediary place, and I understood the spiritual realms in a way that, of course, I would never be able to because it's what immortality feels like. Mm. There's complete freedom. I felt complete, unhindered unbound by anything mm. you know I feel like it's what will be I can only imagine what it will be like when we are in our incorruptible bodies mm -hmm. that you can translate to places in the spiritual realms mm -hmm. and um, and then I went to heaven so what was heaven like what did it look like what did you see heaven was unimaginable perfection uh, perfection is not really adequate because perfection is a human word. Mm. I don't know how you compare human perfection or perfection according to anything that we understand here to what I might say is perfection. Mm. It's, it's perfection supreme. It's perfection of glory. It's everything the way God creates something and is never touched again. Mm. Man has never touched anything. For example, the rivers, the river that I saw, that I speak about, where I saw the redeemed on the riverbed, them speaking to one another in glorious white, radiant robe, if you will. Mm. Um, 
the water was so crystal clear that it had a, I can explain it as it had a living quality to it. Mm. Imagine, you know, there, there is not a water on earth, I don't care where I would travel, to the Andes Mountains, mm. or pick the highest place you can go to mm. and draw water from the, a mountain mm. doesn't even compare. Mm. It's living. Mm. Because I do think that everything God creates, and I think everything He creates is living. That's the way he creates it. Now, in in your job, when yes. you quit when you were forty five, yeah. I mean, you were a precious metals expert and everything. So, right. what about heaven? I mean, are there streets of gold? Is there, there gold in heaven? There are streets of gold. The pearls, the pearls on the gates into heaven. It says righteousness and justice. The pearls are beyond anything that I have ever handled. Mm. It has a radiance to it. Mm. It has a depth to it. Pearls I've seen, I've handled those, mm. and they're beautiful, but these had a perceptible depth mm. of beauty to it. And the riverbeds had gemstones mm. in it. It was covered with gemstones. And so precious stones and semi-precious stones, and I've noted in past conversations with people, I mean, I've handled the most precious diamonds, the most valuable mm. pearls, uh, rubies, sapphires, uh, gold bars, these are things that I man handled all the time. Sure. Nothing, nothing on earth compares to the sparkling radiance mm. that comes up even from the river mm. because it's untouched, mm. it's beauty, it's beautiful perfection, artistry. Um, and there are streets of gold mm. everywhere. Wow. And I, I, what I find extraordinary amongst everything else is that no matter where you are in heaven, the throne is not far. There's always a sense of it's right there. Mm. And I believe that it's because it's the complete presence of God that is engulfing heaven. And yes, there is the throne, and he sits on the throne. But, the, but his radiance goes beyond and that, I think, is part of the fire that circles the throne of ripples and layers of fire that encircles him. It radiates out, similar to what we feel, quite frankly, when we experience the glory at a revival service or we're in the presence of God and the atmosphere is charged with the presence of God. Heaven is charged. Like all the time. All the time. It's supercharged with the glory and the presence of God. Now, you couldn't stay. Correct. You came out. I, I would have liked to say long. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, do you know how long you were physically dead? Um, I know, I believe it was more than seconds. It was in moments. Um, because there is no time in heaven and in right. the eternal sphere. Um, but I will tell you that when it was time for the Lord to breathe life back into my body, I'm lying on the couch, actually uh, kind of lie, laying and sitting halfway, and that's where it was left. Mm. Um, when it was time, an, a rush of wind came into my mouth, mm. entered my deepest recesses of my lungs. I took a deep breath like I'd been underwater and broke the surface because I can only take my last breath. I'm gasping for air. Yeah. 
and it threw my head back. Mm. And I remember saying, what was that? Mm. And then I began to understand what had happened. And Bonnie came down, um, maybe she came down, I'm thinking a half hour after, and... Uh, Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so you came back healed. Yes. So like that angel was was probably working some some healing on Correct. you. Correct. Correct. Uh, so how long? I mean, that's got to impact you in so many ways. How long did it take you to get back to normal? A year or more. Wow. I'm still processing it. <laughs> so you're still, you're still not back to normal. <laughs> well, my life was turned upside down, but I think it actually was turned right side up. Mm. Um, I couldn't process things for a minimum of a year. Mm. Um, uh, Sid helped me a lot through that period. Mm. Helped me when I was in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it changed, I can only tell you, it changed everything for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm born again, again. Mm. But more than that, um, I felt that if I can use the analogy of an eggshell that was cracked a cr and, a, and, a, and, a, and a ray of light is coming in from the other realm, a ray of light is coming in from the other side. For most of the year, and it isn't fully gone, mm. the envelope remained open mm. between the physical and the spiritual. Mm. And there were times that I had visited heaven in those times and then visited the spiritual realms. There's a, I feel at times I'm more connected to the spiritual now mm -hmm. because I feel a detachment here. Mm. Um, I, I'm detached now. Yeah. Now, you learned different things through this experience and after you came back. Just one of those is uh, that we empower the enemy, Correct. Satan, with things that we say. Just briefly tell me about that. I learned that we empower the, de the de demonic realm and Hasatan or Satan in things uh, wrongly. Or in other words, they have no power in our life. Mm. And I'll tell you why I say that. The Lord invited me into the second heaven, and I stood above the second heaven. Mm. And I saw the second heaven filled with demonic hordes. Mm. And as I'm standing there, there was one particular demon, Bob, that tried to climb up over like a wall to try and grab a hold of my ankle. But it couldn't. Mm. And it tried, mm. and it tried, and it was pitiful. I remember I said, it is pitiful because he has no power. And he was in, in a state of decay. They were awful, ugly, deformed, because they were fallen. And they're decaying from their original state. And so the reason they couldn't touch me, because of the blood of Yeshua Jesus, mm -hmm. the blood of Yeshua that covers me, they cannot touch me. Now, I'm not saying there's not spiritual warfare. I would, I would be naive to, right. to even suggest that. Right. You know, Ephesians 6, our battle is not between flesh and blood, but spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm -hmm. But he showed me that when we, we're for believers, I'm not talking about 
unsaved people, when he is prince in the power of the air, he's not prince in the power of my air because he's consigned to the lower airways. When we say airways, we don't realize the segments of the airways that coincide with the first heaven, the second heaven, and so forth. And so what he's consigned to, for me, for you, for anybody that knows the Lord and covered by the blood of Yeshua, is that he is below our feet. I have authority from the ground up to heaven. So for that reason, when I raise my hand to the heavens and I praise the Lord, I have complete authority from the ground all the way up to the throne because those airways are not hindered by the demonic realm, not for the believer. Some may disagree with that, but I feel that we have uh, been fooled. We have been bamboozled. That's an old term. We've been tricked to think that, that Satan and his hordes has more authority over the lives of believers. They don't. Uh, there are reasons for troubles, and I can, we can talk another time for that. We don't have time to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, we're actually going to have to leave it right yes, there. Yeah. But I hope that uh, this has given you some insight. And, you know, you don't have to go through what Felix went through to be able to experience this intimacy, this peace. Press in, seek after God, and allow him to sensitize you to his spirit. Flow in him and be listening to his voice for those supernatural moments in your life, just as he did for Felix. He's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for all. But you need to seek after him. And join us again next time for something more. Dr. Berg on how to burn belly fat. Listen up, please, just like I am. Hi guys, Dr. Berg here. In this video, we're gonna talk about how to burn belly fat step by step. Now, in a lot of other videos, uh, I talk about specific parts of weight loss, how to burn fat, all different aspects. In this video, we're gonna put everything together, okay? There's really three basic sections. The basics of what to do, things to add to speed up weight loss, and things to avoid to speed up weight loss, okay? So let's talk about the basics first. Um, and some of this might be just repetitive, but if you've never seen a video from me, this would be very helpful, make notes. And I'll put videos down below for a lot of the summaries of other videos that you can get detailed information on each thing, because I've probably done videos on each separate item. Basics, two to three meals a day, okay? You can start with three meals, and then you want to go to two. You don't want to graze all day because every time you eat, you spike this hormone that prevents weight loss called insulin, okay? So eating in general will stimulate that. So we want minimum three meals a day um, or maximum three meals a day, minimum two meals a day. So some people go to two, and I'll get more into that when we get into this next part right here, which is no snacking. So when you have um, six meals a day or uh, five meals a day and they're small and they're spread out and you're snacking between meals, you're gonna spike insulin. We, we don't wanna do that. That's gonna create a big problem for you. So removing the snacking is vital, uh, very, very important. 
um, is called intermittent fasting, okay? Now, right here, I suggest you start with three meals and then do that for a while, get into ketosis or fat burning, and then go to two meals if you can do it, unless you can't do it because you're working out hard and you need three meals a day. Um, I would say it's 50-50. If you're sedentary, you can get by with two meals a day and you will lose some serious weight in your midsection. Insulin is the hormone that is responsible for the midsection weight. So three meals, no snacking. Okay, as far as protein, three to six ounces based on your size, your uh, stress level, you're gonna get a little more protein. You don't wanna go too much because too much protein will stimulate insulin. Okay, three to six ounces per meal. Now, if you're not hungry for protein, let's say for dinner, then don't eat it. So, but this is kind of an, an average. Now, next one, seven cups of veggies. Why? Because we need to flush out all this fat that's gonna be coming out through your liver. All the fat through the body has to go through the liver, and if you don't consume enough vegetables, you can end up with a fatty liver. Plus, vegetables give us the potassium we need. We need about 4,700 milligrams. That's a lot. So that's about seven to 10 cups. Very few people do that, but you wanna consume the vegetable first and have a huge salad and then a small amount of protein. Um, now, next one is no sugar. This is a given because sugar increases insulin. And also I'm talking about the hidden sugars, the breads, pasta, cereal, crackers, biscuits, waffles, pancakes, muffins, alcohol, okay? So we wanna cut the sugar and refined carbs out. Next one, healthy fats. This is essential because when you consume fat at the end of the meal, that allows you to go to the next meal without being so hungry and craving and starving that your blood sugars crash. So this basically allows you to do three meals or two meals without being hungry, thereby not increasing insulin. Fat is one of the only things that does not increase insulin, it's neutral. So this is safe. If you're worried about calories, I put some links down below. Okay, these are the basics. Now, if we wanna speed things up, we can add some MCTs to the diet. That's like in coconut oil, um, medium chain triglycerides. That will increase fat burning. Next one is potassium. Why? Because at the heart of weight loss, we want to avoid insulin. And so most people that can't lose weight have too much insulin. They have insulin resistance, so we want to fix that. Potassium is one of the ways to do that. You can consume all these vegetables or even take it in some supplement, potassium citrate, to actually heal the, uh, the aberration or dysfunction of insulin. Next thing is apple cider vinegar. Why? Because the acid in apple cider vinegar called acetic acid does improve the output of in insulin. It reduces insulin, it improves insulin resistance, and lowers your blood sugars. So it's very good for diabetics. And take this one in the morning, one teaspoon with glass of water, and one before bed, or with your dinner if you have digestive issues. Very important. Chromium, again, you can find a supplement with chromium to help your blood sugars. Chromium is a mineral that actually has been proven to help insulin. Again, keep it in check. Uh, B vitamins, another key thing, especially vitamin B1, for regulating insulin control and improving insulin resistance. Nutritional yeast is your go-to. Um, Okay, next one is high intensity interval training. If you add high intensity full body resistance training, you're gonna spike growth hormone and you're gonna speed up weight loss. The key is short bursts of high intensity, lots of rest, okay? Again, I'll put some videos down below to get specifics on that, but this one is, this will just, this is the icing on the cake, okay? 
Next one is more sleep. Adding more sleep. Why? Because growth hormone is triggered when you're sleeping and that is the primary hormone that stimulates fat burning. So more sleep. So if you can just take another, take a nap, sleep in longer, get an extra hour of sleep, that goes a long way. That's more important than high intensity interval training. Sleep is the key, okay? Now, next one is recovery. Making sure that if you are doing high intensity uh, interval training that you're recovering after, you're not doing it every day. Some people need to do it every other day, some people every third day, some people once a week, depending on how you feel when you work out. You feel really broken down, um, then you keep, you're overtraining, okay? So recovery is essential if you're um, exercising. Now, let's take a look at what you need to remove. This is just as important as this, okay? Remove any type of sleeping issues, insomnia, vital. Why? Because you're not gonna lose weight if you're not sleeping, all right? I put a video down below of what to do if you're not sleeping. There's a lot of things you can do. It's mainly stress. Bloating, if you're bloating, let's say you're consuming too much kale or uh, too much you know, cruciferous vegetables that you're not used to consuming and then you're bloating that is going to slow down weight loss. So you're gonna to have to go back to the vegetables that you can digest and maybe even steam some until the bloating goes away. Uh, also, people consume too many nuts, that can create bloating. Again, we want to eliminate anything that bloats you. Sometimes adding more apple cider vinegar or an acidifier for the stomach will help it, or even a bile uh, salt. Here have also, they'll put some links down below for bloating. Okay, menstrual cycle issues. If your cycle is two weeks out of the month, you're not gonna lose weight because the high level of estrogen. Estrogen blocks the thyroid, estrogen creates fat on the hips and the thighs, and we need to handle this cycle so it's really smooth. Again, I put a, a, a link down below of what to do for that. This is kind of like a, a little bit of an assessment for you to see what areas you have problems with, okay? Some of these don't apply. Okay, stress. Mainly, um, you want to get a list of all the people you know, that stress you out and avoid them for a while. You want to avoid the news. You want to avoid stressful situations. You want to do um, certain activities. Uh, I recommend an acupressure for your body to pull stress out. You want to do everything you can do to enhance the reduction of stress because cortisol is triggered and cortisol will stop your weight loss. So I will put some links down below. All right, MSG, what is that? Monosodium glutamate, that's in a lot of foods. Start looking at the labels it's in, um, oh my gosh, it's in um, even cottage cheese, it's, unless it's organic. It's in all the fast food restaurants, I mean all their foods. It's in Chinese foods, but it's hidden as modified food starch, okay? Again, I'll put a video down there, very important. Restaurant foods, you don't know what you're getting, it's a crapshoot. There's so many things they put in that food that you have no idea and uh, primarily hidden sugars, MSG, to make it taste better. But inevitably, people go out to dinner way too much, and that is what's keeping them from losing weight. Not to mention, what do they bring you? They bring you bread, they bring you dessert, they bring you alcohol, okay? So it's really difficult to do this when you're going to restaurants. Next one is uh, avoid overtraining. If you're at a boot camp or you're working out too hard, and you're not recovering, and you're not sleeping, you're not going to lose weight. You're gonna lose muscle mass. So this is very, very important, especially when you start out, because you're not used to it. Last thing is constipation. I have people that don't even go um, like 
maybe they go once a week or once every two weeks. That is a serious constipation problem and that is gonna stop your weight loss. Again, I have a lot of videos on getting to the root cause of that, okay? I'll put them down below. So I just kind of summarize all the things that you need to look at in order to lose your stomach. It's comprehensive. Now you have the video as a checklist. Go ahead and apply this and put your comments below. Thanks for so much for watching. King James, welcome to today's reading of King James. Psalms 2, starting with the Psalms. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their band asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I forgotten you, begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, O you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. Psalm 32. The joy of forgiveness. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord impute not iniquity, and in him whose spirit there is no guilt. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night my hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drop of summer. Salah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Salah. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Salah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. Be you not as the horse or as the mule which have not understanding. 
whose mouth must be held in with a bit and brittle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusted in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all you that are upright in heart. Psalm 62 Only in God is there rest. Truly my soul waited upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. My soul waits down only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is our refuge for us. Salah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie, to be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belonging unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. Psalms 92 The rebellious will perish, the just flourish. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, Almost high. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound. For thou, O Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. A brutish man knoweth not, neither does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. 
All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn But my horn shall dull exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. My eye also shall see my desire on my enemies, and my ear shall hear my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. Psalm 122, joy in going to the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the house, for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. And now, reading of Proverbs chapter 2. He who follows God is wise. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yeah, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her for his for hid treasures, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He laid it up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yeah, every good path. When wisdom entered into thy heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the way of darkness." 
who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they forward in their path to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flatter with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclined unto death, and her path unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the path of life. The upright will inherit life. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the path of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, The perfect shall remain in it, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out out of it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading Isaiah chapter 60, New Living Testament. Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring you the wealth of many lands. Vast caravans of camels will converge on you. The camels of Median and Ephah, the people of Sheba, will bring gold and frankenstein and will come worshiping the Lord. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you and the rams of Nebaioth will be brought for my altars. I will accept their offerings and I will make my temple glorious. And what do I see flying like clouds to Israel? like doves to their nests. They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and gold. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has filled you with splendor. Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns, and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, I will now have mercy on you through my grace. Your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands. The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. 
The glory of Lebanon will be yours, the forest of Cyprus, fir and pine, to beautify my sanctuary. My temple will be glorious. The descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you. Those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord and Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Though you were once despised and hated with no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need. As though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen, you will know at last that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, and your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will make peace your leader and righteousness your ruler. Violence will disappear from your land. The desolation of destruction of war will end. Salvation will surround you like the city walls, and praise will be on the lips of all who enter there. No longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night. For the Lord your God will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set, your moon will not go down. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, your days of mourning will come to an end. All your people will be righteous. They will possess their land forever. For I will plant them there with my own hands in order to bring myself glory. The smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me with a, in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in his wedding suit. As a bride with her jewels, the sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. Because I love Zion, I will not keep still. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. 
The nations will see your righteousness. World leaders will be blinded by your glory. And you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. The Lord will hold you in his hands for all to see. A splendid crown in the hand of God. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight and the bride of God. For the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. Your children will commit themselves to you, O Jerusalem, just as a young man commits himself to his bride. Then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These are the same words that Jesus announced in Luke 4.18. What Isaiah has said. The time of the Lord's favor has come. Rolling up the scripture, he said, The scripture you just heard has been fulfilled this very day. In Jesus' ministry and healing, Jesus made Isaiah's promises a reality. Jesus gave sight to the blind, movement to the lame, healing to the lepers, hearing to the deaf, life to the dead, and good news to the poor. Good news to the poor. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The blessings that come from giving applies especially in our area of prayer. God renewed our spirits as we pray for others. God renews them. Our love and compassion grow along with our faith when we come before God on behalf of others. As we pray, often God brings specific ideas to mind to support and help them as well. To paraphrase a great principle of prayer, we can do a great deal for people after we pray for them, but little of lasting value until we pray for them. We can pray for others in a number of ways, especially if we know their specific needs, but we can also request certain things for all people, whether we know them or not. A good example is this found at the beginning of Paul's letter. Including his letter to the Philippines, Philippian, Philippians, Paul's letter often begins with a blessing of grace and peace. Grace is the reason for our salvation, and peace is the result. God's grace in Jesus Christ brings us new life and peace, both with ourselves and with others. Paul never tired of reminding people of the root and fruit of faith in Christ. Paul then gave thanks to God for the Philippians believers. The evidence of changed lives never ceased to stir gratitude and awe in Paul's heart. He shared with God's work in and through others. Paul affirmed their partnership in Christ, for he consistently emphasized mutuality rather than condensation in his relationships. Paul also expressed his hope and confidence that God would complete the work of spiritual transformation that he had begun in the Philippians. 
This inspiring promise encouraged us to press on on the journey of faith as well. Paul exhorts the Philippians to keep their eyes on the goal in spite of the ups and downs, the fluctuation and discouragement in their walk with Christ. Paul's prayer thus far includes faith, grace and peace, hope and love, thanksgiving with affirmation. The three great keys to the spiritual life, Paul then prayed for additional requests to aid the spiritual growth of his friends. He prayed for their love to grow within the community. He also prayed for them to grow in knowledge and understanding in Christ. Last, Paul prayed that they would have in a manner that honored God in light of the coming judgment. This is not a fear tactic, but a reminder to live for the ultimate goal of heaven, not the short-term rewards of comfort or pleasure. As we direct and as we reflect on this letter, we see that all Paul has to say to his friends is rooted in loving prayer. This is an ideal way to open people's heart to teaching them ministry. When we recognize our need for God and surrender our lives to Him, we embark on a journey that will lead to true joy. We can have joy even during the tough times because joy does not come from outward circumstances, but from the inward strength. Joy comes from knowing Christ personally and from depending on His strength and power on a daily basis. A sure sign of progress is our own spiritual growth is that we are beginning to care about those around us who have not yet surrendered their lives to God. As Christ suffered and died so that we might have lit life, we must make it our goal to sacrifice for others as well. It takes maturity to look past our own interests and share the hope of spiritual renewal with others. But such a sacrifice is a part of our own spiritual growth. If our spiritual growth is merely a selfish pursuit, we will be prone to pride and the eventual, eventual downfall it brings. When our spiritual growth is genuine, it will always cause us to care for others as God cares for them. Select one person God has placed in your heart and write a prayer for them that includes the element of Paul's prayer for the Philippians. Though not all of Paul's comments will be appropriate, such as having shared in ministry together, be as specific as possible for each element. Also study Paul's opening prayers in his other letters. What are his consistent requests? What are his different requests and how to do these apply? to the particular people to whom Paul is writing. Use reflections to help you pray for others as well. As a missionary and traveling pastor, Paul depended on others for financial support. The Philippian church, which Paul planted during his second missionary journey, has supported him for 10 years. They were compassionate people whose commitment to Christ and support of Christ's work worked well 
were well known. Paul wrote this letter to thank the Philippians and to challenge them to remain true to Christ and joyful in their circumstances. Contentment in life, he reminded them, does reminded them does not come from material things. Contentment in life, he reminded them, does not come from material things or pleasant circumstances. Genuine joy, meaning and satisfaction comes as well as we follow Christ and help others to grow spiritually. Paul knew that he was what he was talking about. He wrote this encouragement letter while facing a trial in Rome that for all he knew might lead to his execution. Paul had been both rich and poor, comfortable and in pain, healthy and sick, popular and the target of mobs. He had learned to be content, even joyful, no matter what the surrounding circumstances. The letter to the Philippians had much to say to us about joy in the midst of everyday life. Even though we are seeking God, we still must content with day-to-day frustration, anger, and conflict. Yet even when we encounter painful circumstances, Christ can be our joy. Trials are rarely pleasant, but at the same time, we need to remember that we have God with us. Because of that, we can have joy. The secret of getting and maintaining our joy can be found by increasing our knowledge of Christ and making Him the center of our lives each day. When we surrender our lives to God, we experience His power at work within us. He changes us and conforms us to His image. But beware, continuous spiritual development can leave us prone to pride. We may begin to forget the source of power in our lives and start to see ourselves as self-sufficient. The letter to the Philippians reminds us to be humble, to adopt the attitude of Christ, who, though he was God, he did not demand to cling to his rights as God. Our spiritual growth must always involve a spirit of humility. The introduction for Philippians has now come to an end.